0: Where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no for the friends The adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now aloha comic book fans how you doing welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 188 where i recommend and lovingly review the best of the new comic books that just came out new comic book day wednesday december 19th and this particular podcast comes with a christmas warning from batman himself mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it but a kiss can be deadlier if you mean it (laughs) i am your friendly neighborhood host chris latori how's your christmas time going Mm mm-hmm yeah have you felt that holiday spirit yet well that's great yes i totally have thank you for asking (laughs) please hit the subscribe button to the sunspots comics podcast check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed and please follow us on instagram twitter facebook xbox live youtube all at one place with one name at sunspots comics that's right we're easy to find and i always love to start the show with some humble thank yous most importantly thank you to you the listener yes you thank you so much for just tuning into the sunspots comics podcast there's so many podcasts to choose from whether this is your first time giving us a try or you're a sunspots comics loyalist seriously thank you for choosing the sunspots comics podcast also thank you to my friend nick papa george he is the singer and songwriter of our sweet sunspots comics theme song please check out his solo singing stuff on facebook.com slash and his band solution at facebook.com slash solution reggae if you love music that makes you feel good and it's got rock and reggae and guitar sounding stuff in there with some island feel infused all together then you're gonna love the sounds of my friend nick papa george and his band solution so check them out and thank you nick and also thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tee. Check out their super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts at popuptee.com. They have got it all and then some. There are so many shirts there. Use the promotional code sunspotscomics and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. So go check them out and thank you to popuptee.com. So now let's try not to break a kneecap as we make a superhero landing right into the sunspots comics podcast issue 188 starting out with some stuff that's a been a floating around up inside of my nerdy brain the first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is my review on the spider-man into the spider-verse movie and before i begin of course spoiler Alert! Spoiler alert, I will be talking about some stuff that happens in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So let's first start out with the voice acting performances. Top notch, fantastic. One that stands out for me is Nicolas Cage. He just does because he's just got a very recognizable voice. And there he is, a Spider Man noir. I thought it was fun. I had a, a giggle every time he spoke. Uh, they really wrote some fantastic humor in the Spider Man noir for Nicolas Cage. But all of the acting overall, from everyone that played, everybody. Uh, without going through a list of names, was I thought just top notch and fantastic, and sounded well. Uh, there's even at times where sometimes the mix can sound odd, and other people come in at different volumes, etc. None of that happened. It was it was polished and perfect. All the voice acting, and the style and look of this was just a masterpiece. It was just fast and kinetic, and it and it had uh, like a kind of urban, like spray-painted graffiti kind of hip-hop feel and look to the whole thing and i loved that it just felt upbeat and fun and quickly paced i really enjoyed that the music the soundtrack and the orchestration were top-notch perfect for a comic book animated movie it just fits so well there was thematic sounds that reoccurred during certain characters as they appeared i don't want to spoil every second but you'll see what i'm saying when you see spider-man into the spider-verse um, but overall, it was just fun. It was action-packed. I mean, it just never stopped. It never got boring. Uh, it had some fantastic writing into it. The story alone uh, giving homage to the Spider-Verse comic series, which I absolutely loved. Even a sprinkling of Spider-Island and Spider-Geddon. It's all just kind of mixed in the into the, <laughs> the whole thing, into a melting pot of all things Spidey. It was just so well done. There was moments of heart, there were moments of sort of family moments with Miles and his dad and his mom that uh, got the the heart just uh you know warming and I loved those moments. There were in in particular there is one where we've seen in the trailer where the dad forces Miles, he's a cop, to say I love you back in front of all his friends. It's embarrassing and heartwarming and funny at the same time. It's just there were like seven of those moments that I absolutely appreciated and uh, stan lee's cameo there is one in here and it surprised me it's not very long but it quickly got the the tears of flowing almost dripping out of my face but it was lovely it was that hey anyone could be spider-man and the mask will eventually fit uh with this moment that he had with miles and stan lee was like this uh, shop owner that sold spider-man halloween costumes and it's lovely that it was like his final actual cameo. I guess they have ones in the can that they're gonna, we're gonna see later somewhere. But this was his last, like, not in the cam, uh, Stanley cameo performance. And it was just lovely, just perfect. And like I said, it quickly got the tears flowing. And I wish it was longer. I wish it was more. I wanted to hear more of Stan's voice. It just spoke right to my heart. Um, and and credit bonus scenes. Yes, folks, uh, it's a Marvel movie. Hello. Stay till they're sweeping the place up is what I tell you. Until they turn the lights on and you see someone coming out uh, that works in the theater that's picking up uh, trash. That's when you start to stand up and get ready to walk out, just to be safe. <laughs> but there is a fantastic end bonus sequence scene that I absolutely loved involving Spider-Man 29 or 2099. It was it was surprising and universe hopping and where he goes to actually sort of into universe 66 which is a 1966 moment in the uh spider-man cartoons that he spider-man 2099 jumps into it's great it's funny and it gets you scratching your head as far as man could spider-man into the spider-verse go into the 2099 genre of spider-man that would be fantastic maybe it's just a hint into part two i hope fingers crossed but, um, man, there's really nothing I can pick at with this. Just maybe the smallest of things was in some moments there was a kind of choppy uh, delivery. I think it's in the art style of things that it wanted to have this kind of stop animation feel to it. And so there were at times where it seemed like the frame rate, that's probably a wrong word for the describing of it, seemed a bit choppy. But also at times it just smoothed out and it wasn't there. So I think it was just an artistic way of doing it, but it seemed like it was, uh, I don't know, a little choppy at moments, but... That's the tiniest of of knocks I can give it. I overall give it a 4.75 out of 5 sunspots. It's a buy for me. When it comes out, it's an absolute buy. And it's definitely a second viewing in theaters for me. I would pay the money to see it again. And I even bought an action figure in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse line of toys. It, it looks fantastic. I got the Spider-Man figure With this like web shooting uh, apparatus that's attached to it and someone pointed out on instagram that they were bummed to see when i posted a picture of the spider-man action figure that his knees don't bend (laughs) i didn't even think about it i was all caught up in the happiness of seeing this action figure um in the uh, downtown disney store i just grabbed it and i bought this wonderful into the spider-verse shirt as well it's kind of half animated look to it i posted a picture on instagram go check it out but like I said, uh, Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, almost a perfect movie, 4.75 out of 5 sunspots. A Buy a second view, uh, buy the action figures, uh, get into it, it's just a, an absolute masterpiece. What can I say? And another thing that's lodged up inside of my nerdy brain real good is another comic book movie review. It's Aquaman. And of course, spoiler alert, warning, <laughs> just in case. Um, it's more about how I feel about the movies, really. But I do talk about some stuff that's spoilery, so just in case you've been warned. Uh, So let's start with the Aquaman acting part of it. I thought the acting was a solid good, not an amazing great. I surprisingly got a little choked up at some of Nicole Kidman's scene with uh, her love interest, Aquaman's dad. That seemed genuine and real and had some heart there and some good acting. And stylistically, the look of it, it was insane it was mind-blowing it's like i have to see it again there was so much going on I, I truly wish the ocean looked as they made it look in this it's just colorful and neon it looks like avatar underwater is kind of what it looks like at times because we're kind of seeing through in atlantean's eyes and and their sort of enhanced vision underwater vision so it does look like avatar to me <laughs> the movie avatar um but it, i love the look of it it was a lot to look at, it was kinetic and moving and paced well, I never got kind of bored or was like hoping for it to end, which sometimes on rare occasions I do, I'm like, man, when's this going to be over, I didn't want it to be over, I had a great time, it has a metal kind of rock feel to it, that's got to be Jason Momoa, Uh, hats off to my Hawaiian brother, Um, he just, I don't know, had this energy and this, this, this rock metal kind of look and feel to him and this kind of hey i'm having a great time surfer guy kind of (laughs) the way he treated every sort of situation i loved that absolutely loved it the uh, music score and soundtrack was a little all over the place in that regard i wouldn't give it a super high notch there there was a a little reoccurring theme that i love when you kind of saw aquaman in his prime uh, towards the end and i really dug that it kind of changed in the, in the soundtrack and again giving that thematic note to Hey there is Aquaman on the screen kind of thing There was a little bit of humor sprinkled in every so often Some of the beats didn't exactly hit Don't go into it thinking it's a Deadpool level of humor <laughs> Which nothing is But some of the humor didn't quite hit It, it was kind of trying to be funny And, and you, you'll, you'll chuckle a little It's not like you'll just laugh out loud so, but there was a little bit of that sprinkled in. But overall, fun, action-packed, nonstop. It was a world that we'd never seen. It's a comic book movie we've never experienced, and I like that, and I wanna see more of it. And it just gave me this hopeful feeling overall that we're gonna see other worlds and things that could never be done in, in the comic book world because of technology and and vision. And now we've, we've, we live in that world, folks, it's amazing. Uh, and don't leave as well. It, of course, is not a Marvel film. Uh, it, but it does have its own DC mid-credit bonus scene. So don't leave as the credits are starting. There's kind of a moment uh, where it some of the credits roll, and then boom, there's another scene uh, in, in involving uh, the the very fun and interesting uh, to watch a bad guy that was in this. I I thought he was great. I, I I enjoyed Manta and his look and feel and the action and the sort of singular in purpose. That the Manta was, I, I respected that and enjoyed it. And then there was the complicated villain, uh, the other comp that was his half brother, that Aquaman's half brother, that uh, got a little more complicated and messy and a little more involved because it's his half brother. And I, I I just enjoyed that aspect that you got sort of two villains with sort of two different perspectives, and that was interesting. And it just kept it moving, and it was more to see, and it was just a, a you know plot that made sense and uh i didn't feel like a crazy romantic connection uh between the two of uh of aquaman and mira but uh, maybe that's kind of just slowly building if you will and maybe that's uh, aquaman 2 set for theaters 2021 no who knows uh fingers crossed but uh also a little something special in my heart because he is hawaiian and i am hawaiian as well to so to just to see that and that he's having a great time and he's 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 right now just kind of being like being loved and the supportive in, in the whole industry and that uh you know he's, he's someone that's very proud of his hawaiian culture and that's just cool uh, on a personal note for me but overall aquaman i give it four and a quarter 4.25 out of five sunspots it's still a buy it's most definitely a second viewing maybe on a five dollar tuesday at amc and uh other than the, the very two hilarious Burger King toys that I actually bought. These things are funny. I should post a picture very soon of it. I didn't really buy any swag. I didn't really see any toys and, and shirts and hats. that really kind of motivated me and, and was just like, I got to buy that. Or feeling of compel, uh, you know, compelment to buy these things. I didn't. I did more on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But yeah, I got to show you these, these two pictures of these Burger King toys. They're hilarious. But anyway, uh, four and a quarter stars out of five sunspots it's a buy. it's a second viewing it's a see it again and have a good time and uh, it's just like something we haven't seen in the world of comics and that's what i i think i loved most about it and the next thing bouncing around up inside my weird uh, nerdy brain is a quick mention of the sunspots comics best of 2018 special podcast that's coming very very soon i'm tabulating i'm ch- making checking the list uh, checking it twice <laughs> So I can give out the coveted Sunspots awards uh, for the best of the 2018 in all just the realm of comic books. I keep it very simple. It's only about comics. And by the way, here are just some of the categories for the best of 2018 podcast. That's coming very soon on the Sunspots Comics feed. So some of these Sunspot winners are going to be in these categories. Best superhero comic book series, best science fiction comic book series, best fantasy comic book series. And then you've also got Best Comic Book Movie of the Year, Best Comic Book TV Show of the Year, and Best Comic Book Video Game of the Year. So those are just a few. I've got other categories building, about seven more of those. But don't forget to subscribe to the Sunspots Comics Podcast and you'll just automatically get this in your feed. It's the best of 2018 podcast Uh, sunspots comics podcast coming very very soon i'm literally working it out uh like i said tabulating and collating right now as we speak well not right now but as soon as i pause this podcast so and the last thing that's floating around up inside of my nerd brain is that i'm actually creating my very own comic book it's called zombie destroyers man it's just a ton of fun i've always wanted to create my very own comic book since i was just a little kid And I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm writing it and I'm lettering it. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. You've got artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant and Jordan Hudson at Skablad. And also our colorist Caroline Nelasco at Carol N Art. So thank you to all the Zombie Destroyers team for helping make my dream of creating a comic book a reality. And just to get a glimpse, of what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just head on over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers and you'll get three glorious colored sample pages of Zombie Destroyers right there for your eyeballs. So go check it out at sunspotscomics.com. And now for a mention of our segment called Spotlighting. It's the segment on our Sunspots Comics podcast where I get to have some great conversations with some fantastic comic book creators I just wanted to mention a quick uh, highlight of one of the spotlighting interviews I have. Check out the spotlighting interview. I'm just very proud of it. It's an interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. He is an artist of a comic book that I love through Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. His art is weird and wacky and odd. I just absolutely love it. Check out Vinegar Teeth from Dark Horse. He also, Mr. Troy Nixie, directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I really enjoyed this movie. And I don't say that about horror movies very often, so check out Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, directed by Mr. Troy Nixie, who I had the pleasure of interviewing. Uh, We talk about that and a bunch of stuff and his comic and the movie and a whole bunch of things, but check it out, it's on the feed, it's titled Troy Nixie. And there are a bunch more interviews coming with a bunch of spotlighting interviews already on the feed go check them out there's some fantastic comic book creators on the podcast feed so check those out and if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into the comic book biz like myself let's have a chat about comic books i can maybe even help get the word out on your comic book Just send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me at sunspotscomics so we can set that up. So now, on to the heart and soul, the centerpiece, the delicious center of the Tootsie Pop of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is our comic book recommendations where we share with you our comic book picks of the new comic books that just came out. New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, December 19th. And just, of course, in case, here is a super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry. I just want to inspire you to go buy these comic books so I never really spoil them. I never, ever discuss the last few pages, the cliffhangers at the end. I leave those alone. And I only discuss some of the interesting points that makes up each comic book. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the top comic books, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. So put your eyeballs on these now. You will be so happy that you did. This week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week is Zach Howard for The Cape Fallen, issue number three from IDW. Please follow him on everything at... Space friend underscore Z easy one to remember We just don't see enough of Zach Howard's special unique gift of art I wish I could draw It seems like his art just keeps getting better with every issue of the cape as well I wish he did more stuff He doesn't he doesn't doesn't do a ton of art But you've got to look at uh, the cape It's just it's beautiful Joe Hill's the cape fallen And it's only on issue number three And I think issue number four is it I think it's a four issue mini um, but man, we need to see more of Zach Howard's art I love that it seems like Like I said, like he's just getting better with every panel He's getting better with every comic Almost with every page It's just, it's fantastic Let's start with the glorious cover In this incredible cover right here of The Cape, The Fallen Issue number 3 from IDW by the way This cover is just, it's glorious uh, There's just It's just this incredible action shot of Eric Flying through the air as he kind of sweeps down to give like the camera or us the the viewer like a wink, kind of a kind of a quick stare as he's heading back up into the air. It's just wonderful. I just love how oversized his hands are. They they literally just cover the title. Uh, it has this forced perspective shot, so just hyper amount of detail in his fists as he's just kind of going back up to the sky. It's just some lovely, amazing detail, and I love that there is just this super detailed snowy, moonlit sky. That is just colored so perfectly in this kind of grayish purple and white. It's absolutely stunning. What a beautiful cover for Joe Hill's The Cape Fallen, issue number three, drawn by Zach Howard. You got to look at it. But now onto the body of The Cape Fallen, issue number three. It's just very easy to get lost in these beautifully detailed forest shots. I mean, it seems like he paid attention to kind of every leaf. It has this kind of orangey kind of autumn feel to this forest it's beautiful so lovely color lovely coloring and i really think it, I, I mean it's really all about the kind of bumps and imperfections and this hyper attention to detail that's zach Howard's style uh, maybe my favorite panel is just this splash page of our high flying psychopath named eric uh, just grinning at us grinning at the reader with a cigarette in his mouth it's like right kind of at the staple in the center point of the comic. It's this devious stare that just feels real. You gotta you gotta gander at this page. It's just it's beautiful. Oh, and all the small maps. Thank you, Zach Howard. I'm just a sucker for maps. Detailing where all the action is taking place in this giant wilderness. I just love that. I'm a sucker for maps. <laughs> I also uh, think that really what makes his art stand out, Zach Howard's art is when Zach draws these scenes of grotesque violence, and they just actually make me feel queasy and gross, which is really super hard to do. It's a two-dimensional picture on a page, but he does it in such fantastic detail that these grotesque moments of violence just uh, wig me out a little bit. But thank you, Zach. I love that. I appreciate that. Uh, But that is easily why Mr. Zach Howard, uh, you are our artist winner of the week and cover artist winner of the week for Joe Hill's The Cape fallen issue number three from idw check it out it's the it's will just be it'll inspire you and you'll just go wow i don't see this kind of art in comic books very often that's why it's the top pick but it's beautiful And the breakdown i actually read 24 comics this week and only three of them made it to the great ones recommendation list that's right it's not easy to make the sunspots comics recommendation list also i picked up five new number ones this week and only one of them made it to the top pick list make sure you grab that one when i talk about it because you can be in on that new number one being on the fun right from the very start there's always something a little special about that so here we go here are my top comic book recommendations this is the list of what i consider to be the best of the new comic books the brand new stuff that just came out new comic book day december 19th i strongly recommend You go over to your local comic book shop and buy these three comics today. So here we go now, into the countdown. Coming in at number three is Hardcore, issue number one. This is from Image Comics. This is written by, actually created by Robert Kirkman and Mark Silvestri. And it's uh, the story by Robert Kirkman and Andy Diggle, who also is credited for the script. And it's art, stunning, realistic Uh, very kinetic and just action-packed art from alessandro vidi fantastic i follow him on everything alessandro vidi check his art out it's just gritty and hyper lined and super detailed really and has a little edge of a kind of cartoony style but I, i just love that but uh this is the only number one to make that top pick list this week so grab this easily but this is a very action packed very kind of solid in art uh story about uh, this technology that can, you you kind of stand in this pod and you can remotely control another human being. That's the sort of core element of this. I love that, just that little bit of technology right there. And also they kind of centered it around a very likable main character. He's like a good soldier. He is just a likable man as he goes home and he buys these groceries for this older lady that's his neighbor. And doesn't even want to take credit for it. He's just like a very humble man. So in two or three panels, they immediately kind of make you like him. And I, I enjoy that. I respect that. There has to be that in a, in a really good comic. You have to have a character you sort of believe in. Or you are invested in. Or you sort of hope for uh, good things to happen. And that happens here in Hardcore issue number one. But, I mean, it seems uh, so straightforward at first. But this story is absolutely complex with government agencies and... And a co-creator of this technology that has been cast out and not treated properly, and sort of wants his, his, you know, his right upends, his his, his money and his, uh, you know, the credit for co-creating this technology, and so he's uh, very uh, much upset about that, and he's kind of the center, sort of main villain, if you will. But I, I just it feels very complex. The action scene in this opening sequence. Of where they hack into another human being. He's hacking into like these horrible villains as well. Because ultimately. Uh, it There's no way to sort of. Get out of uh, these characters very easily. And so. <laughs> they, they feel it's just better to kill these horrible people anyway. Uh, so it definitely has a rated R action kind of feel to hardcore. <laughs> as uh, most people they hack into. Um, get hacked up. Uh, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But um, there's a bit of a sort of double crossing kind of element that goes on here. I really like that. Um the violence is very brutal and r- very rated R. It um it just has this uh, this this great twist. It's got a Robert Kirkmany kind of cliffhanger ending that he's of course the best at in the biz to get you just going, "Oh my gosh, I need to read hardcore issue number 2." But It's like it's just a smidge into the future as well where things are you can kind of tell are a little bit futuristic by some of the computers and the headsets and of course the technology of of hijacking into another human being's body and remote controlling them. It's crazy. But hardcore issue number one, new number one this week, the only new number one to make the countdown. Get it. I highly recommend it. Image did a fantastic job with this and it's got a lot of people working on it so it, it should be good with Kirkman and Silvestri and Diggle and just everybody but anyway (laughs) that's hardcore issue number one get it immediately and coming in at number two is Joe Hill's The Cape Fallen issue number three this is our artist winner and cover artist winner of the week with Zach Howard and this is uh, created by Mr. Joe Hill he's the son of Stephen King script by Jason Ciramella something like that I'm very sorry and of course art by Zach Howard but uh, what can I say? This is uh, this surprised me in a couple of ways. Uh, just from some of its very brutal, effed up violence. And I like that there's Dungeons & Dragons, uh, these LARPers in this. It's kind of centered around that. Where they were in this cabin trying to just have this kind of LARP realistic D&D event. All their buddies together. And it just goes horribly wrong when they meet up with a real life flying psychopath. And... <laughs> This is the childhood home of Eric. So he was just coming there to kind of have a timeout from all the um, this murderous rampage page that he's been on. And they just happen to have these squatters in there having this kind of LARP D&D day. And yeah, he ruins their day, big time. But this is the third, I think, of four issues of The Cape. They seem to just get better and better. Not only with the gripping, very effed up storytelling, but uh, the glorious art from Zach Howard. And, uh, I'll, warning folks, this is really, uh, over-the-top, uh, brutal, gory, uh, violence in this. It's intense. And this has the very opposite of what I was saying earlier about a likable character. You, it's like this is written as a superhero, super villain's perspective. And I just kind of continually long for Eric, our main character, to come to a, a brutal ending. To, to just, <laughs> to be taken out the way he's taking people out. He is not a likable character. It's like you hate him. You hate him so much that you just want to see him die a dastardly death. And that's what I keep hoping for as I'm reading the cape. But uh, no, this doesn't happen here. He's hot on the trail of these LARPers. There's a there's a, an interesting flashback with Eric's dad and his brother uh, as they're going turkey turkey hunting, turkey shooting and it's so gory and violent and it also gives you a peek into the the, the mental un, instability of Eric the main supervillainish character that you'll love to hate but man it's messed up it's brutal it's uh it's it has this fun nerdy element as well with the dungeons and dragon larpers and moments where Zach Howard ra- draws in these gorgeous little maps and that what they're doing has red dots leading to where they're going to be and where all the actions taking place in this This gorgeous forest, this autumn forest that's laid out here. But there's a lot of hyper-zoomed-in panels of gory violence, so be warned. Uh, But man, it's fantastic, it's a lot of fun, and you'll just love to hate Eric. That's Joe Hill's The Cape Fallen, issue number three. Get it immediately. It's just a fantastic comic, an absolute sleeper that not a lot of people know, and it's not on a lot of lists, so get it. Joe Hill's The Cape uh, Fallen. I'll get all three issues. It's a fantastic, interesting, compelling story. But here we go now, on to the number one top comic book pick of the week. This is the great one, folks. The champion, the top dog, the supreme leader of the big kahuna. The number one comic book pick of the week is Star Wars, Darth Vader, issue number 25. And this is from Marvel Comics, of course. This is written by Charles Soule, who did Daredevil for so long. This is the finale. This is the end of his run on Darth Vader and wonderful wonderful art by giuseppe cammincoli he doesn't have any social media so you can't really follow him i didn't find anything um, but man charles soul has done a phenomenal job to come off of volume one of darth vader which was great to just come up with a volume two follow-up series of 25 issues that have been phenomenal like i hope this bleeds into the movies i love that it's actually canon so this could affect things in other say tv shows for star wars and movies for star wars animated series for star wars because there's some real interesting fun stuff happening here to darth vader but um i gotta say for a comic book with almost no dialogue you gotta do it right and if you do it right you're gonna score some extra points in my book well that is exactly what happens in darth vader issue number 25 the first and second act 75 percent of this comic has really no talking there's like singular words that are an, the basically an echo to darth vader's entire upbringing and life from good moments to bad moments, it's just these singular words that you'll you'll hear the movie in your head. You'll hear the actors' voices with these singular words that are laid out in, like, every third panel. It's very, very little dialogue. So, crazy extra points that it, it manages to pull off almost no dialogue in Darth Vader issue number 25 and still tell a fantastic, compelling story lovingly drawn by Giuseppe Coley hats off for that he sells every emotion he sells every look on anakin's face you feel what he's going through and it has just a, a it's very weighted and a realistic kind of setting that you got to look at it. on the planet of mustafar which is just lava and lightning and fire and it just looks like hell and it's just a lava planet i love of course star wars is infamous for having kind of a singular weather type situation on every planet well this is just a lava covered planet how anyone could live on it, no idea. But it's very much infused with dark force energy. And that's why the Darth Vader picks this planet. Because he feels a connection to this dark side of the force. And he wants to build sort of a temple to it. To kind of harness and create maybe even a, a portal that will allow him to go in and resurrect or save or go back in time and save Padme. Yes, Padme Amidala of episode one. <laughs> Sorry. That's, she sounds like that, though. And you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, this uh, wraps up fantastically. The beginning of this arc was Darth Vader trying to find his lightsaber, trying to build his own lightsaber. So, like, immediately after episode three. And it goes into where he has to actually fight other Jedi to... Uh, Learn his powers to build his skills to uh, find pieces of his lightsaber and then it kind of goes to where he wants to build a temple he wants to find a home base which is mustafar that we have seen in rogue one uh, where his it's just lava covered planet but we also get to see the indigenous people of the planet of mustafar and how they live with these like lava fleas that float upon the lava and they have their own sort of the hierarchy there's like a king and a queen of these mustafarians and how they interact with darth vader is fantastic and this war that kind of basically takes place on the planet of mustafar because darth vader's like this is mine and they're like we will fight and that just happens it's just wonderful but man there is this time where he, he does open this portal that's all i'll tell you there and he gets this vision of uh, of, from the dark side. And I think it's one of the first times or maybe even the first time we get to actually see what a extended vision of the dark side looks like. and it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's, it's just horrendous. And we may even have a a question an answer to a question of who is Darth Vader's father? And in episode one, of course, uh, Anakin's mother says there was no father this kind of says maybe there was, and I like that, it kind of gets you thinking like, oh my gosh, this is possible, this could have been it, maybe the, the dark side of the force is telling him uh, the truth, telling him uh, lies, telling him the past and the future, it's just a a mess of a dark force vision, but it's this great journey that he goes on, and again, the echoing sound of of small repeating singular words that you'll hear the You'll hear the actor's voice. You'll you'll hear John Williams' soundtrack in your head. It's just so wonderfully placed. And this does have a hard ending. Uh, that will still though leave questions in your mind. And visually as well, the way that he sort of goes into this astral form, <laughs> uh, Darth Vader does, and where it's sort of, it's like it's just his spirit uh, that's in this vision. Uh, it has it. He has no arms and legs but they're done in white like like he can, he has those uh sort of uh, ghost limbs. And it's a great visual. It actually looks like the skin of Darth Maul is what Darth Vader looks like. It's not his sort of corpsey burnt look that we see at the episode end of episode 3. It's kind of a mixture of like a almost Sith writing all over his skin. And there's really no nose or mouth. It's just these piercing eyes. Anakin's eyes, but man it's a wonderful journey into the into the the uncharted area of the dark side and uh if we look at rogue one it it happens and darth vader creates this this temple this his bad guy domain if you will but <clears throat> it uh it it all doesn't go so clean and nice and perfectly here at the ending of uh charles soul and giuseppe cammincola's run on darth vader issue number 25 but i had so much fun with this i i know there are marvels in the works of another darth vader title because of the success of this and uh i I'm, I'm looking forward to that i gotta check it out no matter what it is um and it went so fast 25 issues of darth vader these are easy reads they're quick they're not dialogue heavy charles soul just wanted to just have a bunch of fun with this and he absolutely did and Giuseppe kevin coley uh definitely drank charles soul's kool-aid here and they were just kind of a beautiful synergy was happening between the two of them they they put poured all their love and soul and spirit into darth vader so get it it's wonderful you can kind of read this on its own but i wouldn't i would spend the time and binge read star wars darth vader our number one pick of the week issue number 25 it's phenomenal a plus stupendous is the word that comes to mind So, those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, December 19th. Let me lock the comic book vault door. There you go. Please, please, please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately. You'll be so happy you did. They're so fantastic. If you have any questions, comments, or you want your own comic book recommendation, email me, chris at sunspotscomics.com. To see the the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated into one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go over to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list and you'll see the just updated 100 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Also, click on Top Comic Books of the Week to see all of the past top comic book picks. They're all there. I update my teeny little website every week. Please check it out. Go to sunspotscomics.com. And thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You just use your HP reveal app and your smartphone and every CryptidZoo t-shirt will just come to life. you got to see it. They have these little videos of each and every shirt and they're all different. It's crazy. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Most importantly, go to CryptidZoo.com and use the promotional code Sunspots Comics and you'll get 25% off of your order. That's right. Go over to CryptidZoo.com. And please, tune in next week for issue number 189 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. There are only five comics, which is weird, uh, new comic books that are on my pull list for next week to read for new comic book day, December 26th, the day after Christmas. And there's only one new number one next week. It's Superior Spider-Man, issue number one. I'm definitely going to check that out. I hope it's fantastic so I can tell you about it. Uh, Because, you know, I'm into all things Spidey. And don't forget, our Sunspots Comics pledge. I'll actually read all the comics that are brand new that I think are awesome. And I'll only tell you about the greatest of the new comic books so that you can save some time and save some money. That is our pledge. And if you are feeling a little extra holly jolly in that giving holiday spirit, please help us out by telling a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics podcast. And then give us a five-star review with just a few positive words on iTunes. If you do so and you really help us out, I'll give you a friendly shout-out on a future podcast. And I'll even mail you a comic book prize package to your home as a small token of my appreciation. And by the way, every link, every website, and everything I discussed and mentioned are detailed in the podcast notes. So please check those out. But overall, thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I really hope you love my comic book recommendations. They are that good. Get them. But now, go and spread the word about comic books. Tell someone. And then don't forget to spend some quality time with the ones that you love by reading some comic books together. Be water, my friends. To be continued.